everyone, Aunt Busy here. Well, we're now into May and flowers are blooming, buds on the trees, fishing gear, if not out yet, on its way. And while you're waiting for things to open up again, I so want to bring a smile to your lips and a warmth to your heart by dishing up some of the fun with humorous and uplifting stories. This week's episode features our Miss Clara, as usual, giving her truth about retired married life. I'm sure all of us ladies have experienced some of this in one form or another. Perhaps, though, not explaining it quite her way. We're going to share a story about a dog named Faith who shows us that anything is possible. And we're going to give you some real facts about why it's so good to be a woman. Out of the mouths of two 90-year-old friends, Rose and Barb, we'll hear great wisdom. If you're over 50, we've got some great exercises for you. I know we've shared church bloopers on here, and if you've heard some of them before, smile anyway. Even repeats are good to hear. Then we'll finish off with some more Believe It or Nots, and as always, you be the judge. So, without further delay, let's get on with the show. This week with Clara, I believe she's going to share her side of retired married life. Well, at least from behind her bifocals. I don't know how she takes all the serious side effects of marriage and sees the humorous side of everything, but she's such a sweetheart. I can't help laughing, and I'm sure she'll tickle your fancy. That's her way of talking, with her wacky way of life. So, without further delay, let's welcome Clara. Hi, Clara. So glad to see you here with us again. So, what's the lowdown this week about your married life? I guess married, retired life now. Hi, Leslie. Well, today, after yakking about those dating sites, you might want to see why I departed with them and landed on them their things. A gal can only take on so much now, don't you think? Well, you can be the judge as this is my believe it or not, as I'm so sure y'all out there have run into the same thing and are just afraid to admit to it. But you know me, I yap about every little thing, Lizzie. And just here to add, I gotta tell you, I always tell my friends or anyone that wants to tell me something, I see all and I tell all, unless you tell me not to. But most times I can keep my promise. But, oh well, I digress. Well, I was married for 21 years, Clara, and now I'd like to hear your side of the equation. I'm retired. And the only thing I recognize is that I'm always tired. Cooking, cleaning, washing, drying, feeding crabby dog, running him to the groomers, trying to crab the mouse from the cranky cat before she deposits it in the potato cupboard. Tending to all of Moody Clem's wants and on and on it goes. I'm wondering where the fun is hiding. Well, the life of a married woman never ends, Clara. I remember so well. Well, listen, the only thing Crabby Dog has to worry about is that he doesn't do his mess in the house. At least where I can find it. 
and that he gets food and water. Cranky Cat dances around all night playing tag with mice, and all Clint has to worry about is that I don't find his corn liquor and squeal to the cops about his selling that darn poison. Why, you have more trouble with people and animals, Clara. You're, you're such a pip. I ask you, Lizzie, is a woman's work ever done? Does she ever get to experience some downtime beside depression, that is? I hear on the news every day about how bad health and depression is caused by stress. Folks, my body's in bad shape. The stress this old body's under curl the eyelashes on a cow. Most of my stress is caused by money, family, and my family that has no money. Holy cow, I really not, I really just never thought of it that way. But hey, when I look back, yes, there was all of that. I guess I didn't openly say how I felt about any of this. I guess it just felt it was my job. Well, I tried to budget what little money I get. Honest, I do. But it seems that I just get some when one of the family's digging through my purse looking to scuff anything that looks like it spends. Why, there's more month at the end of the month than there's pension to fight it. A lady can't go far with the tiny scraps of pension doled out to her. So sorry to hear this, Clara. When you retire, it's supposed to be relaxing, right? I often wonder how I ever work. Oh, Lizzie, how can there be a ceiling on a pension? Why, a gal still has to get new choppers once in a while, especially when they get chipped easily from my own cooking. And it's not my fault. They just don't make tender beef like they used to anymore. Oh, is it really that bad, Clara? I've had some of your cooking, and I thought it was really good. However, I have never had chipped teeth or anything like that. Now that I recall, it was mostly your homemade soup, along with some ready-made crackers and cheese. Well, now you know why I only offer softies like soup. I don't want to punish friends or use them for guinea pigs when I try and do things. My Clem is so used to my crazy ways. <laughs> oh, bless his wee soul. I like to buy some finery. But anything that looks good on me anymore is either black or flowery, and not even pretty flowers either. I went for a makeover the other day, and the gal told me they didn't care with that much stuff in stock, and even if they ordered it in, it'd cost more than I could afford. What? Oh, Clara, I'm so sorry that you have all this on your little shoulders. Well, may I ask you? How the heck could she tell if I could afford it or not? I was wondering if it was when I asked what sort of makeover I could get for five bucks, or when she saw that my hair legs were hanging out from the bottom of my cutoffs. I guess instead of complaining here, I should be grateful that I have a crabby, cranky, moody family who's demanding, spoiled, cheap, and all the other things. Not sure you should be grateful for all of that, but I know we are always reminded to be grateful for what you have. At least we have family around, no matter their disposition. Why, if I didn't have that, Lizzie, 
I'd probably be living down south, sitting on a beach in my favorite chair, feeling the warm ocean breezes deposit little wisps of water over my skin as it caresses my body while I watch the clouds floating by as I try to guess what ships I see up there. Now, who the heck in their right mind would trade my family for all that? Oh, that's sounding so good. So for now, folks, if you're trying to reach me by phone, my number is 805-FLORIDA. <laughs> oh, yeah. See you next week, folks, with another story from my diary files. And from behind my bifocals, bye now. Well, thank you, Clara, for sharing. And here are two heartwarming stories about the wonderful animals in our lives and how each of them has a lesson for all of us. The first one is about a dog named Faith. This dog was born on Christmas Eve in the year 2002. He was born with two legs. He, of course, could not walk when he was born. Even his mother didn't want him. His first owner also didn't think that he could survive and he was thinking of putting him to sleep. But then his present owner, Jude Stringfellow, met him and wanted to take care of him. She became determined to teach and train this little dog to walk by himself. She named him Faith. In the beginning, she put Faith on a surfboard to let him feed for the moment. Later, she used peanut butter on a spoon as a lure and reward him for standing up and jumping around. Even the other dog at home encouraged him to walk. Amazingly, only after six months, like a miracle, Faith learned to balance on his hind legs and to jump to move forward. After further training in the snow, he could now walk like a human being. Faith loves to walk around now. No matter where he goes, he attracts people to him. He's fast becoming famous on the international scene and has appeared in various newspapers and on TV shows. There is now a book entitled With a Little Faith, being published about him. He was even considered to appear in one of Harry Potter movies. His present owner, Jude Stringfellow, has given up her teaching post and plans to take him around the world to preach that even without a perfect body, one can have a perfect soul. How precious is that? And here's the second one about the tale of two horses. From a distance, each horse looks like any other horse, but if you stop your car or walking by, you'll notice something quite amazing. Looking into the eyes of one horse will disclose that he's blind. His owner has chosen not to have him put down and has made a good home for him. This alone is amazing. If you stand nearby and listen, you'll hear the sound of a bell. Looking around for the source of the sound, you'll see that it comes from the smaller horse in the field. Attached to the horse's halter is a small bell. It lets the blind friend know where the other horse is, so he can follow. As you stand and watch these two friends, you'll see that the horse with the bell is always checking on the blind horse, and that the blind horse will listen for the bell and then slowly walk to where the other horse is, trusting that he'll not be led astray. When the horse with the bell returns to the shelter of the barn each evening, it stops occasionally and looks back, making sure that the blind friend isn't too far behind to hear the bell. 
I hope you enjoyed these two stories about the strength and character of our precious animals. Here are 13 reasons why it's so good to be a woman. We got off the Titanic first. We can scare male bosses with mysterious gynecological disorder excuses. Taxi stop for us. We don't look like a frog in a blender when dancing. No fashion faux pas, we make whatever rival the Speedo. <laughs> we don't have to pass gas to amuse ourselves. If we forget to shave, no one has to know. We can congratulate our teammate without ever touching a rear end. We never have to reach down every so often to make sure our privates are still there. We have the ability to dress ourselves. We can talk to the opposite sex without having to picture them naked. If we marry someone 20 years younger, we're aware that we will look like an idiot. We will never regret piercing our ears. Now I'd like to share with you the tale of two 90-year-old friends, Rose and Barb. Two 90-year-old women, Rose and Barb, had been friends all their lives. When it was clear that Rose was dying, Barb visited her every day. One day, Barb said, Rose, we both loved playing women's softball all our lives, and we played all through high school. Please do me a favor when you get to heaven. Somehow you must let me know if there's women's softball there. Rose looked up at Barb from her deathbed and said, Barb, you've been my best friend for many years. If it's at all possible, I'll do this favor for you. Shortly after that, Rose passed on. A few nights later, Barb was awakened from a sound sleep by a blinding flash of white light and a voice calling out to her, Barb, Barb. Who is it? asked Barb, sitting up suddenly. Who is it? Barb, it's me, Rose. You're not Rose. Rose just died. I'm telling you, it's me, Rose, insisted the voice. Rose. Where are you? In heaven, replied Rose. I have some really good news and a little bad news. Oh, tell me the good news first, said Barb. The good news, Rose said, is that there's softball in heaven. Better yet, all of our old buddies who died before us are here too. Better than that, we're all young again. Better still, it's always springtime and it never rains or snows. And best of all, we can play softball all we want and we never get tired. That's fantastic, said Barb. It's beyond my wildest dreams. So what's the bad news? You're pitching Tuesday. Life is uncertain. You know what? Eat dessert first. Here's some exercise for people over 50. Well, I guess you really don't have to be over 50 to do this exercise. As they say, if the exercise fits, wear it. Or I guess I should have said do it. Begin by standing on a comfortable surface where you have plenty of room at each side. With a five pound potato bag in each hand, extend your arms straight out from your sides and hold them there as long as you can. Try to reach a full minute and then relax. Each day you'll find that you can hold this position for just a bit longer. After a couple of weeks, Move up to 10 pound potato bags, then try 50 pound potato bags, 
and then eventually try to get where you can lift a hundred pound potato bag in each hand and hold your arms straight for more than a full minute. I'm at this level. After you feel confident at that level, put a potato in each bag. <laughs> Here are some church bloopers to make your day. The fasting and prayer conference includes meals. The sermon this morning, Jesus walks on the water. The sermon tonight, searching for Jesus. Ladies, don't forget the rummage sale. It's a chance to get rid of those things not worth keeping around the house. Bring your husbands. Remember in prayer, the many who are sick of our community. Smile at someone who's hard to love. Say hell to someone who doesn't care much about you. Don't let worry kill you off. Let the church help. Miss Charlene Mason sang, I will not pass this way again, giving obvious pleasure to the congregation. For those of you who have children and don't know it, we have a nursery downstairs. Next Thursday, there'll be tryouts for the choir. They need all the help they can get. Irving Benson and Jesse Carter were married on October 24th in the church. So ends a friendship that began in their school days. At the evening service tonight, the sermon topic will be, What is Hell? Come early and listen to our choir practice. Eight new choir robes are currently needed due to the addition of several new members and to the deterioration of some older ones. Scouts are saving aluminum cans, bottles, and other items to be recycled. Proceeds will be used to cripple children. The church will host an evening of fine dining, super entertainment, and gracious hostility. I'll leave you now with some believe it or nots. Back in the early days in Upper Canada, it was illegal to hand men's and women's garments on the same clothesline. For many years, it was illegal in Newfoundland to light up a cigar in an outhouse. In Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, it's illegal for chickens to cross the road. In Ottawa, it's illegal for bees to make a buzzing noise. In Ottawa during the 1950s, it was illegal for cab drivers to wear shorts. In Toronto many years ago, a miserable judge gave a prominent young lawyer a very rough time on all his arguments. He interrupted counsel repeatedly, gave his own rendition of what the law was, and asked demandingly, isn't that so? The lawyer, so shaken from all these interruptions, answered, Yes, dear. If you enjoy Life with Aunt Lizzie, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. I love to bring you these uplifting and fun pieces of humor and sometimes thought-provoking articles. And if you'd like to receive our Chatterbox News, where you'll find all kinds of fun things to bring a smile to your lips and a warmth to your heart, please visit www.lifewithantlizzie.com and sign up for your free personal copy. Thank you for visiting with us this week, and we look forward to tickling your funny bone on further episodes. Meanwhile, take care, keep smiling, until the next time, bye for now.